Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. I have a confession. This episode was originally supposed to be about geek parenting. Specifically, how will we introduce our kids to Star Wars? I am the mom of a 15-month-old, and I've given much thought about what order I will show her the films. Should I start with the original trilogy? Episode 1. Go Machete! The truth is, as a first-time parent, I am figuring this all out as I go along. It's why I spoke with some fellow Star Wars parents to hear how they've shared their fandom with their children. You'll hear from them later on in the show. However, as I began researching this episode, the question of how I should introduce my daughter to Star Wars evolved into the deeper question of why. Why are so many Star Wars fans so passionate about sharing this galaxy far, far away with their children? Why do we care if our kids like the Star Wars saga or not? And what makes these stories so powerful that many of us feel compelled to share them generation after generation? Let's put on our philosopher's cloak and try to find out on this episode of The Jedi Beat. I'm your host, Jennifer Landa.
a long time ago, in the kingdom of Assyria. It was a period of civil war. The city of Nineveh was sacked in a rebellion led by the Babylonians, leaving the once mighty empire in ruins. Buried in the dust was the king's library, and it would remain that way for over 2,000 years. It was in December of 1853 when young archaeologist Hormuz Rassam dug up the broken remains of the king's library. There were stone panels with beautiful Mesopotamian artwork and 12 tablets. Very little on the tablets were able to be translated, so it wasn't until 1872 when English Assyriologist George Smith finally cracked the code of the complex symbols on the tablets. What he discovered was the oldest recorded story in the world, titled The Epic of Gilgamesh. Even though it's one of the earliest surviving works of literature, its story is surprisingly modern. The protagonist goes on a difficult journey. There's a romance with a seductive woman, a redemptive arc, and a cast of supporting characters. The 11th tablet of the story might sound familiar. A character named Utnapishtim tells the main character Gilgamesh about the time that the gods decided to send a great flood. Utnapishtim survived the flood because one god told him to build a boat and leave his worldly possessions behind. His entire family and all the animals in the field boarded the boat, and after a violent storm, all of humanity was destroyed. When their boat lodged on a mountain, Utnapishtim released a dove, a swallow, and a raven. When the raven didn't come back, he knew it was safe to return to land. This story, which is similar to the Noah's Ark story in the Bible and also in the Quran, is known as a flood myth. A great flood is sent by a god or gods to destroy civilization in an act of divine retribution. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Humans have been telling the same stories for thousands of years. In fact, you might have heard that according to author Christopher Booker, there are only seven basic plots, which are repeated throughout literature, television, and film. There's the rags-to-riches story, like Aladdin. Genie, I wish for you to make me a prince. All right! Yo, yo, woo, woo. The quest found in The Lord of the Rings. I wonder if people will ever say, let's hear about Frodo in the ring. And they'll say, yes, it's one of my favorite stories. The tragedy of Macbeth. Times have been that when the brains were out, a man would die and there an end. But now they rise again with 20 mortal murders on their craft. And overcoming the monster, where the protagonist sets out to defeat an antagonistic force, which threatens the protagonist and or the protagonist's homeland. You can find that story in Star Wars A New Hope. You must learn the ways of the force. If you're to come with me to Alderaan. Alderaan? I'm not going to Alderaan. I'm going to get home. It's late. I'm in for as it is. I need your help, Luke. She needs your help. The Luke Skywalker story follows the classic stages of a hero's journey, which is a myth found in countless stories from around the world. I would also argue that the hero's journey falls under Booker's voyage and return plot, you can't see right now, but I'm doing air quotes. Voyage and return plot where the protagonist goes to a strange land and after overcoming the threats it poses to him or her, returns with experience. The man who can be credited with defining the structure of the hero's journey myth is Joseph Campbell. That name might ring a bell because Mr. Campbell's ideas on the power of myth had great influence on George Lucas. It was in the early 1970s, after he had completed his first mainstream hit, American Graffiti, that George had a realization. There really was no modern use of mythology. He immediately started doing more research on fairy tales, folklore, and mythology, and he read Joe Campbell's books like The Hero with a Thousand Faces. The ease with which the adventure is here accomplished signifies that the hero is a superior man, a born king. Such ease distinguishes numerous fairy tales and all legends of the deeds of incarnate gods. Here is a Bill Moyers interview with George Lucas, where he shares how Joseph Campbell's ideas shaped his Star Wars story. Well, when I did Star Wars, I consciously set about to recreate myths and the, and the classic mythological uh, motifs. 
and I wanted to use those motifs to deal with issues that existed today. You know, Joe used to talk about the, the, the basic uh, issues that, that, that create the mystery of life, of, you know, birth and death, and I like to always add, you know, your relationship with your parents. Lightsabers, Wookiees, epic battles in space are things that make Star Wars exciting to watch. But what is it about Star Wars that makes us want to share its stories from generation to generation, as I said earlier? One can argue that the reason Star Wars has been so successful is because its stories are rooted in themes that are timeless, classic, and familiar. In the words of George Lucas, I'm telling an old myth in a new way. But it goes even deeper than that. There's an element to the Star Wars story that is, shall we say, sacred. Over the years, Star Wars has become almost a religion of sorts. When I first watched The Force Awakens in a packed theater, it certainly kind of felt like a religious experience. It's impossible to ignore the religious undertones of the Force and the ways of the Jedi, but the religious aspect of Star Wars is one that has been debated since the film was first released in 1977. When the film came out, uh, almost every single religion took Star Wars and used it as an example of their religion. And, and were able to relate it to young people and saying this is what, and relate the stories specifically to the Bible and relate stories uh, to the Quran and the, you know, the Torah and things. And so it's like, if it's a tool that can be used to make old stories be new and relate to younger people, that's what the whole point was. While Star Wars has so many wonderful moral lessons that can be found in religions like Christianity and Buddhism, George did not model Star Wars after one religion in particular. At the same time, he wanted his ideas, like the Force and the Jedi, to be rooted in belief systems that every culture could understand. I didn't want to invent a religion. I wanted to try to explain, in a different way, the religions that have already existed. There's, a, again, a mixture of all kinds of, of uh, mythology and religious beliefs that have been amalgamated into the movie. And I've tried to take the ideas that seem to cut across the most cultures, uh, because I'm fascinated by that, and I think that's one of the things that um, I really um, got from Joe Campbell, was that what's what he was trying to do was find the common threads through the various mythology, through the, the religions. Religion is something that is often passed down from generation to generation. If you're a Christian, you might go to church with your family on Sundays. Your parents might have used the stories of the Bible to teach you the importance of following the righteous path, being kind to your neighbor, and resisting temptation. Obviously, you don't have to be a religious person to enjoy Star Wars, but it is interesting how the fan culture mimics the religious experience. I mean, think about it. The sacredness of the canon the ritual of watching Star Wars movies over and over again as a way to connect to its message, and using the stories of both Luke and Anakin to remind us the importance of choosing the light side over the dark. 
These religious similarities and the fact that many religious groups can see their beliefs in the stories are one way that Star Wars has appealed to generations of fans. But there's also another reason why I think the story of Star Wars is so powerful. Follow your bliss. It's funny because as I say that now, it does sound a little cliche, like something you'd see on a bumper sticker. But the saying itself is actually quite profound. Joseph Campbell coined this philosophy on life in the 1980s. He told journalist Bill Moyers in 1985 that, quote, if you follow your bliss, you put yourself on a kind of track that has been there all the while, waiting for you. And the life that you ought to be living is the one you are living. Wherever you are, if you are following your bliss, you are enjoying that refreshment, that life within you all the time, end quote. I wouldn't immediately connect the philosophy of following your bliss to the Star Wars saga, but if we look a little closer, it encapsulates Luke Skywalker's experience in the films. According to Joseph Campbell, if a person doesn't listen to the demands of his own spiritual and heart life and insists on a certain way of living, the person has put him or herself off-center. George Lucas has said that the difference between Luke and his father is that Luke thinks intuitively. He listens to his instincts. Use the force, Luke. Let go, Luke. The force is strong in this week. Luke, trust me. To make this contrast between the two characters even more apparent, George Lucas created Darth Vader to be more machine than man and is only able to survive because of the life support system in his suit of armor. For most of us, we're not following our instincts to go on a journey to save the world, like Luke Skywalker. But in Joseph Campbell and George Lucas's minds, we should follow our instincts to save ourselves. It's a... An issue of quieting your mind so you can listen to yourself and, as Joe would say, follow your bliss. It's to follow your talent is, is one way to put it. That's the way I see it. And as we learned in last month's episode, this life philosophy is exactly what George Lucas did when he decided to pursue filmmaking instead of joining his father's stationary business. Uh, I went, when, you know, the hardest thing to do when you're young is to figure out what it is you're going to do. And uh, you'll never know what it is you're going to do. But if you follow the things that you enjoy, um, I'm not sure anybody really enjoys making money. Uh, they may enjoy what they do after they've made it, but they don't enjoy the process. Uh, if you can find something that you actually enjoy the process, then you found your bliss. Ironically, for me, following my bliss has meant making YouTube videos and podcasts about Star Wars. It's also meant collecting Star Wars collectibles and adorning our house with Star Wars art and action figures. This is my bliss. And as it turns out, I'm not alone. There are fans all around the world who share this same passion. And when you're this devoted as a Star Wars fan, it's only natural that you'd want to pass it on to your children. I have to admit, I was born into Star Wars. My dad loves Star Wars. I grew up with it, and now I've passed the genes on to my daughter and the, the future Star Wars in my belly at the moment. So it's, it's exciting. It's, we do call him Darth Baby, it's true. 
So um, it's quite fun being able to pass on the love of cosplay and Star Wars to the next generation. And um, she's just super excited about Rey through, you know, The Force Awakens. So having this new group of kids coming up through Star Wars is fabulous, definitely, yeah. This is Samantha Brown and her daughter, Abby. I spoke with them and a few other Star Wars parents at San Diego Comic-Con this year. That day, Samantha was cosplaying as Padme on Mustafar because she was pregnant. Her daughter, Abby, was dressed as a pint-sized stormtrooper. Abby is actually a member of the Galactic Alliance Costume Club, and she most often cosplays as a Jawa. You could say she's used to playing dress-up with her mom. I'm actually a TK with a 501st as well, and an Imperial officer with a 501st. So she's seen me dressing up, she comes to do the parades with us, she comes to do the booths with us, so she's kind of been brought up cosplaying and doing Star Wars cosplays. So every time we see a new character or a new costume, she's completely into it. Like we're going to celebrations next year and she wants to be an Ewok for that. So that's going to be the next creation. So, yeah. This new era of Star Wars means that parents and their kids can gather around the TV weekly and enjoy new episodes of Star Wars Rebels and the Freemaker Adventures. And watching a new Star Wars film in the movie theater is something that we get to experience every year now, thanks to Disney. When The Force Awakens was released, Patrick took his daughter, Zara, to see it. And it was an experience that came full circle for him. It was a great experience for, for myself because I was 10 years old when I saw the first one in the movie theater and we took her on her 10th birthday. And so it was such a connection for me seeing the very first one to her seeing her first one on the big screen, same age. The day that I interviewed this family, Zara was dressed as Rey, who also happens to be her favorite character. In fact, the whole family was cosplaying as Star Wars characters. One topic of debate for many Star Wars parents is what order we should show the films to our children. I think that this is so important to us because we want to present the Star Wars story in the most optimal way possible. I know that for me, I want to ensure that my daughter will fall in love with Star Wars just like I did when I was a child. So I asked Patrick, what order of the films would he recommend? I would recommend watching them from the very beginning, the 1977 moving forward, because the new ones are great, but there's so much special effects that it might kind of minimize or in the, in the minds of the, the kids kind of wreck it for them. So really starting with the beginning and then they just, they continue to get better as they go through, so. <laughs> Truly wonderful the mind of a child is. <laughs> but why do we want our kids to love Star Wars? It's not just because of the great life lessons and fantastic characters and planets and vehicles. I really think it's because we want something special to bond with our kids. Some parents bond with their kids over sports or music, but for many of us, it's all about Star Wars. For Mom Grace, that bond encompasses all things geek, from Star Wars to cosplay to comic book conventions. Oh, we, it's wonderful. I mean, we're older kids, so to speak, and to have her, it's like, it's like a bond. We get to do things together, something fun, you know, just out of the regular world, to, to, you know, mom and dad and daughter. So it's perfect. Stories of mythology express truths that can't be grasped any other way. They are important because, as George Lucas told Bill Moyers, They try to show us our place. Myths help you to have your own hero's journey, find your individuality, 
find your place in the world, but hopefully remind you that you're part of a whole and that you must also uh, be part of the community and, and think of the welfare of the community above the welfare of yourself. That is pretty powerful stuff. And it's one of the many reasons that I've already begun sharing the story of Star Wars with my youngling. How does Jeff look? Oh, 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 oh. Yes, that's... Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> that's a good job a lap. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Who knows? Maybe someday archaeologists will discover a Star Wars Blu-ray or novel and wonder how our culture was impacted by this strange Star Wars story. If you want to share your Star Wars story with me, tweet me at Jennifer Landa, hashtag Jedi Beat, or on my Facebook page. Be sure to subscribe to the Force Center feed to get the latest Jedi Beat and our other Force Center shows like our new show, Star Wars Ranked, and Joseph Scrimshaw's show, Star Wars Counseling, which is awesome. I highly recommend checking it out. You can find us on Podomatic, Stitcher, or iTunes. And if you like what you hear, please leave us a rating or review on iTunes to help us spread the word. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, this has been The Jedi Beat. So in a way, these old stories live in us. They do indeed. And uh, the uh, stages of a human development are the same today as they were in the ancient times. And the problem of a child brought up in a world of uh, discipline, of obedience, and of his dependency on others has to be transcended when one comes to maturity so that you are living now not in dependency but with self-responsible authority. And the problem of the transition from childhood to maturity. And then from maturity and full capacity to losing those powers and acquiescing in the natural course of, uh, you might say, the autumn time of life and the passage away. Myths are there to help us go with it. And these myths tell me how others have made the passage and how I can make the passage. And, and also what the beauties are of the way. Uh, I feel this now moving into my own last years, you know. The, the myths help me to go with it. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The secret to summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil, clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Its signature scent of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. Um...